Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the So Rare Ramble. This week I'm joined by the original co-host, not the original co-host, the most recent co-hosts, the best co-hosts, the one that have stuck around the longest, and that is Ryan. It's Hang on, hang on, voted. I'm just gonna say I was voted the youngest. Uh, let me just double check this. That's real true. Quick. Yeah, you're the youngest. Youngest, sexiest, best so rare player by the ten thousand deliberators that we we paid for the unanimous vote. Actually, and it was Chris that tweeted it out, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, Chris, you're <laughs> up early this morning, man. Some lunatic hijacked our uh, Twitter account earlier, didn't they? And, um, yeah. So how, no are idea. how are you guys? How are you, Chris? You okay? Yeah, I'm all good, thanks. Um, good weekend. Uh, very snowy up here. Uh, I keep sending pictures to you guys when you don't believe me. When I'm only an hour north of Ryan and it's like winter wonderland. But um, yeah, it's been a good time. A uh, good weekend. Um, sorry, wise looking like a couple of tier threes for the week, which is okay. Terrible attempt at thresholds. 220 is clinging on, limited by just about by its fingernails. So yeah, it's all right. Not too bad. What about you, Ryan? Obviously, we woke up Saturday morning to a heavy dumping of snow across Central Europe, including Munich. And I immediately thought of you because you, you like a, you're a Bayern player. But um, well, you're going to say you like a dump, then, uh, David? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was rough. Do you know, it, it, it was a painful one because it wasn't just buying as well, it was Austria, man. Losing out on a bunch of Austrian utility, but it kind of worked out in my favour because I have a relatively strong midweek team, but my only decent goalkeeper, I guess, was Onana. And we all know how United are at the moment. So it actually means now I've got a relatively good goalkeeper in the midweek. So maybe it'll end up getting a reward for me. Who knows? Um but yeah, that was that was definitely rough. But the good news is I get to see my dad later this week. I can't wait. Yes, of course. Yeah, for people that don't know, Ryan has been invited by So Rare. Um, although he's have to pay for all the travel himself, of course. Yeah, what the hell, So Rare, man? Come on. <laughs> to across to America, and he will be staying. And I honestly wish, like Sean, had webcams throughout his house because that is a reality show I'd watch over the next couple of days. He will be staying with PSU, Sean. It's have you got crazy. any content planned or anything while you're there? Nah, I'm just gonna, I was I was going to take the week off from like doing it, but I might I might we might record something. But it's just it's crazy to me that he's just had a newborn and I'm going to be the least mature in the house. <laughs> <laughs> well, between you wait. and John, but yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, true. Actually, it'd be close. It will be close. So no, I'm looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, so rare, man. You need to start getting so. I've been to a few different games internationally now, and every time I got to pay for my own flights and hotel. What's the point in inviting me? Should be a good game though next weekend. No, it should be. I'm Please a, still I'm invite a... me if so rare. Please, I will still go. I'm a bit of a crew homer, especially after they bought Rossi. I've got like a Morris, uh, Rossi. I need to get Cucho, you know, a stack and stuff like that. Rossi just looks absolutely beautiful on the ball. Literally just like, you know, controls it, does that Zellerian job, 
takes all his sets, and he's a full card as well. I reckon he's going to crush next season. Uh, it should be a good game. Did you I'm watch either of the, 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 the conference finals? I watched both of them, yeah. Um, I thought Cincinnati, despite taking a 2-0 lead, were awful. Absolutely awful. I mean, maybe Miazga is the biggest difference there and not having him, like, they they just sucked. Like In the I first thought... half, they were okay, but I don't know why the, the manager didn't make the decision and take uh, Lucio off. Honestly, it was obvious at the end of 90 minutes that he, he couldn't run anymore, and it just got worse. He literally was a passenger. Yeah, it was tough. I think the only uh, the only reason they didn't lose by about five was the, their goalie, Cilantro, whatever his name is. He was like the only reason I thought that they... they he, he had a great game, I thought. Um, and for a long time, I thought they were going to win that game until obviously they kind of conceded too late on and then in extra time. But uh, And then we watched Houston. Yeah, bit I did good. catch that one, but yeah. Bit gutted about that one because I've got a Houston stack and I've really enjoyed Houston football this season. But LFC were just a better team. That was that was it, plain and simple. Um, so it's going to be a cracking final, though. I think Houston are maybe like one or two decent players away from actually having you know a, a solid team that could potentially win the league. Um, the MLS, um, what do they even call it? Is it uh, what's MLS the Cup. MLS Cup. Is that the cup? And then what's this? Yeah, yeah. The playoffs. Yeah, this is the, the playoffs. So... Conference champions and Eastern yeah. Conference yeah. champions. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is weird, but um, I agree with you. I think. If they got a decent striker and like a decent midfielder to, to play next to Hector Herrera, they would thrash everybody, I think. Absolutely yeah. smash everyone. Like a proper number 10. Yes. Yeah. Like I think a their biggest weaknesses are Corey Baird, whatever his name is, and then their 10, who I forgot who it is. Uh, although their wingers aren't great either. Like they are, they, they've got some great talent though. I really like that Griffin Dorsey lad. He's solid at right back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I swear you say that every week. You you kind of you like his international agent or something, Ryan. So we're in <laughs> we're in talks with a few clubs uh, to sign Griffin Dorsey, um, and <laughs> let me just say the agent fee is is a staggering thirty two percent. So yeah, if we, yeah if we get a big deal for him, please. No, I just have him. I just have him on so rare, and every week it's like another seventy or eighty score. I'm just just happy happy to be a passenger in his journey if it means me getting rewards. How did your game weekend this week? Fucking awfully. Are you picking anything up? Uh, yeah, I say awfully, and then everyone everyone at home that listens will be fuming at me for saying that, because I'm getting super air threshold and probably a tier three. Super so, air threshold these days as well is just like... It's quality, isn't it? It's just fantastic. Old, it? It's so, so nice to get. Um, It was just annoying because like, it was one of those where it wasn't even because of the buying game either. It's just Pascal Gross starting on the bench, getting a he got like 30 AA. Sorry, he got 16 AA in 30 minutes. Like he was fantastic when he came off the bench. Griezmann just, you know, could have scored a couple of goals and didn't against Barca. Like if had those two have done well, I probably would have picked up like a really, really good reward in champion Europe. And then the rest of the lineups kind of just stunk up the gaff. Yeah. I think I'm doing okay. In limited, like there was a couple of shouts of like winning divisions at some stage yesterday. I'm going to get a looks like a tier zero in all star limited, and then like a plethora of tier two, tier threes. So not that bad. Frustrating thing for me, and I guess talk about this as we can move on to um, the next uh, next topic, which is the EPL. It's Liverpool conceding three. I mean, honestly, there were some crazy games this weekend. But Liverpool conceding three absolutely slaughtered so many of my teams. I had Keller in loads of lineups. Obviously, he conceded three, and he got um, 
error leading to goal, which I think is a bit unfair because if goal, if someone shoots at you from six yards out, I don't think you can ever be error leading to goal. But you know, it, just because he got his foot to it and it looked like he could have potentially kicked it away, well, any was, was it the second one he got it for? I wasn't yeah. seeing live. Yeah, the the nutmeg. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not the nutmeg. It was the one where I think it came from a corner or something. It headed onto Tete. Tete poked it and like. He dived kind of the wrong way, but like swung his legs at it. So it just looked awkward. And I think that was the problem. Because I think he thought the guy was going to catch it like better. And that, if he had have done it, would have gone the other side of him, which is why he started to dive. Yeah. He sort of scuffed the shot, which made it go the other way. So how is that an error leading to goal? Error leading to goal is like a goalkeeper passing it out and going to a striker and strike scoring, surely. It's like what Onana does most weeks. That's what an error led to goal is. Yeah, it's what Onana does in the Champions League. Premier League Onana and Champions League Onana are different, are different keepers, mate. I'm convinced you need to DNA test them. They're not the same person. But yeah, no. Did, did you guys watch any football this weekend? Unfortunately. You um, assume that means you're talking about United game? Yeah. They were absolutely dog shit. They were. They were. The less we can talk about that, the better. I will I will actually bring up, because I watched I watched a bit of the Liverpool game and the goals were fantastic from Liverpool. So fair play. Uh I watched the City game and I watched the Brighton Chelsea game and I thought Brighton were way better than Chelsea throughout that entire game. Granted, Chelsea had ten men for the second half, but even still I thought Brighton were a much better team and they'd rotated quite heavily. But the one thing I will say, and I feel like we moan about refs every week on this show, but what the fuck was that call in the Man City game when when there was a foul he waves play on. Haaland plays Grealish through one on one, and then he blows to bring back the foul. It's just what? weird. Yeah, it's just weird. Like, like you say, I mean, he clearly played advantage, so let the advantage carry on and play out. And it was just, yeah, it was bizarre that you could see very clearly, given that decision, play on, and then brought it back. So yeah, you know, and right, strange. I mean, that was a good game as well. I watched, I, I caught the second half of that one. And it was just, um, I mean, it was really good end-to-end game, wasn't it? Spurs kept going. Yeah. You know, some of the, I mean, the Foden goal was great in that game. I thought it was a team goal. But yeah, the, that that was just, it was just bizarre. It's just unexplainable, isn't it? I don't really, really know what you can say about it. It was just bizarre. It was end-to-end all week. It was end-to-end pretty much the whole match. It was absolutely insane. Yeah. Yeah. But that, yeah, that call, I, I just don't get it. And I don't understand why the ref doesn't come out at the end and just say I made a mistake because people would accept it then but like the silence and then you had like Derman Gallagher this morning going on about it and saying well you know he couldn't have known it was going to Grealish Grealish already had the fucking ball through on goal before he blew the whistle so how could he not know either that or he needs to wear fucking glasses uh, like me <laughs> it was it it was an absolute piss take and I mean don't get me wrong I love Man City getting shafted and I think you know, 115 charges. It's about time they got shafted by something. But it is just a piss take. Uh, it's, it's a piss take because it infuriates me every week that the the rules are inconsistent or the rules are, or the referees just make mistakes. I mean, the other one for me that annoyed me in the in the United-Newcastle game was the fact that they blew the whistle for Nick Pope when he he popped his shoulder out of something. Now, I, I was getting pelters when I when I moaned about it on Twitter, but I don't think it's... I think it's because people didn't really understand the point. May United conceded against Arsenal a couple of seasons ago because De Gea got stamped on and was down injured and they shot into an empty net and they gave the goal despite De Gea being down injured. And the thing that annoys me is the inconsistencies and the way that the rules seem to change every week. Because what, do we blow the whistle now when keepers are down injured or do we not? Because they didn't blow the whistle when De Gea is down injured. 
They didn't cut. They didn't rule the goal out. So it's it's shit like that that pisses me off. I think the keeper's a special position, isn't it? Like it, it, it is protected a little bit, but it's on the ref to make blow the whistle, and it's on the players to play up until that whistle. If I was a Man United player and I'd seen him down, I would have fucking taken a shot. That's what I'm saying, and, and like, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just so inconsistent on a day on a day to day, week to week basis nowadays that it's just who knows what the fuck's going to happen. And on the on the Pope news, um, apparently the, from the news that's come out this morning, it looks like Pope's done for the year, which is a real shame. That person. sucks, man, because I actually really like Pope. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, despite people believing that I wanted him to be injured or some shit from my tweet being frustrated at the ref, I didn't. I think he's actually a class goalie, but yeah. it was one of those. But it's a real shame, yeah. And obviously now Dubravka, who you could have picked up for 0.08, I think, as the injury happened, for rare, that is, um, obviously is shot up. And his backup is Chris. Do you know who it is? Laurius oh, Carius. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, nice. dear. A liability waiting to happen and bring painful yeah, memories. don't want Dubravka getting injured then. <laughs> <laughs> and to, to be fair, Dubravka's injury record isn't exactly, you know, particularly good. So, you know, it wouldn't surprise. I bought a, a limited Carius, which was painful just to see what happens. But, uh, yeah, no, it's tough. I mean, some of the injuries, I don't, we seem to say this every year, and every year it seems more, but I don't know whether this is because of the World Cup and the amount of football that players have played, but injuries just seem to be happening at an absurd rate. But uh, I feel so sorry for Newcastle, and the fact they're playing so well still, considering like the, the amount of like youth players they've got on the bench now is absolutely ridiculous. But uh, it could be a good idea to buy fringe players within some of, you know, some of these squads because you know you can yeah, get over Christmas. But I think I think there's definitely something to be said about the amount of games they're playing and fixture congestion. But also, like football nowadays, and especially in the last three years, it has accelerated significantly from a intensity perspective. Um, get like teams now they play so much more intense football. I mean, we're we're getting played with injuries and it. And, the reason why we're getting so fucked with injuries, if you if you watch our games, is that we are losing the ball high up and then having four or five players having to sprint back then because we're so constantly losing the ball in possession. And it ends up with our team sprinting up and down the pitch for 90 minutes. And of course they're gonna get injured if that's if if that's the level they're playing at. And you notice why you know, City don't get injured anywhere near as much, it's because they control possession for 90 minutes and they're not up and down the pitch every five minutes. Like do you know what I mean? So I think I think you, when you see the teams that don't have as, as many injuries and you look at the sort of the stats behind it, often it's because their intensity is nowhere near as high. Yeah, no. It's the size of the squad as well, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you know, like I we was saying with Newcastle, they've already had a few injuries and now they're kind of having to play the same team, you know, twice a week. Whereas City, you know, they're kind of already through in the Champions League. So they just keep rotating massively, don't they, for, for games and They've got, even though I think we've said a couple of times, maybe the quality is not quite as deep in the city squad as what it has been over the years. They're still, you know, they're still better than most teams they play, so they can still afford to change four or five players. And and you know, teams like Newcastle probably can't, can they? So yeah, it's that's the other issue as well. That if you you're playing twice a week, I think like the dynamic, as you, as you just said, Ryan, like the dynamic of football, like you know, over the last sort of six seven years, the way teams play you know, all most of the best teams play with a high press, you know, and that involves a lot of short sprints for especially players like strikers, midfielders, 
and defenders playing a high line, which means when the ball goes in behind, they're automatically forced into sprinting again. So it's no surprise that like things like hamstrings and stuff like that are starting to get more and more affected. It was interesting seeing like Jeremy Doku go, uh, Doku go off as well. Seemed to say to Pep after the game that uh, it was my, oh, as he came off that it was not a big worry. But we all know Doku's uh, hamstrings are made of glass, so could have been a good sale, even better sale for you there. Yeah, I can't lie. I, like, I actually really like Doku, so I don't want him to be injured. But part of me, when I saw that, was like, <laughs> oh, we might have been a bit lucky there. Maybe dodged a bullet. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, he's bound to be go out at some point. I think any yeah, player that relies on... I mean, he's a great player, don't get me wrong, but his greatness comes a lot from pace. Yeah. And when you have players yeah. like that, your hamstrings are, are tested all of the time. So he's going to get injured at some point. So just hopefully it's not for too long. But... Mm-hmm. But yeah, anything else? I mean, I noticed uh, Sheffield United annoyingly have sat their manager. Chris Wilder looks like he's coming back, and that's happening just for Liverpool play them. So hopefully, no new manager bounce. Can't I don't. I don't think you'll have a huge new manager bounce from Chris Wilder. Uh, I said they should. They should sign Ollie, mate. Ollie needs to get a job somewhere, man. He's another one I'm an agent for. If you didn't know. Um... <laughs> I live around the corner from Chris Wilder. Actually, I, I see him now and again walking the dog, and every time I see him, he just looks really like downtrodden and miserable and stuff. And uh... he lives in Sheffield and now back uh, managing Sheffield. So, which hey, is I tell you what, it's lovely Sheffield. We were talking about that the other day, Ryan, weren't we? Yeah, he lives. He used to live around the corner from me. We didn't even know. I know. I'll tell you what, you've lived in a, a hell of a lot of places for a man of your age, haven't you? Yeah, so I started in Manchester as a baby and then uh, moved to Leicester, then from Leicester to Manchester again, then Manchester back to Leicester, then to Sheffield, uh, Runcorn, which is just outside Liverpool, uh, Leeds and uh, and Leamington Spa. So Why did you end up in Leamington Spa? So obviously with the job that I do, you can live anywhere. So we were very blessed. Yeah, so why did you end up in Leamington Spa? Yeah, so <laughs> what I did was, because I wanted to live, I wanted to move back near my dad and stepmom. I'd put in Leicester within 40 miles. Just because like 40 miles is around this sort of like range. Like I don't really want to do much more than that because then you're looking at an hour plus uh, across a motorway. Um, and we found this place in Leamington and, um, which we'd never heard of before, but it looked like a really nice town. And then it turns out we have a friend that lives in Leamington. So we're asking him about it. And he said, it's absolutely lovely. Came and viewed it. And it was just, it just was the right place. So it's like, you know what, we'll live here. And been here nearly four years now. And I tell you what, absolutely lovely little town. Nice. Love and it. you get to take my favourite motorway when you go back to Leicester, do you? I take the M, I think the M69. Yeah, M69. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Turns out I'm not the I'm not the least mature one in the Sarah Ramble, let alone. No, that's <laughs> undoubtedly me. <laughs> oh. I'm definitely a big kid. But yeah. Right. Shall we move on to, uh, to Chris brought up this topic actually? I won't take uh, any uh, heat or praise for it, but we decided as we're getting into the Christmas spirit of things, that we'd have a look for so uh so <laughs> goat goats of so rare past was the original theme and I thought well, why don't we just have a look at a few goats now and there can be goats within our galleries and goats potentially in the future that we think or goats from the past that could be goats for you know scoring reasons or just because we had an affinity with that player or maybe it won us our first tournament or various reasons I've got my list I've got a few that the viewers have chucked in as well or listeners sorry not viewers yet 
we'll do that soon i promise chris do you want to boot us off start yeah, with the past on. shall we yeah I'm, i've got two from the past and then i've got one from the present so um i think my my absolute my number one goat and um i used to call him the threshold king is um enzo perez from river plate um so 37 year old uh captain of river uh looks like he's about to leave um at the end of this tournament he's been there for about seven years um reasons why i'll tell you a bit about him and then i'll tell you reasons why i've got an affinity to him so um if you don't know who he is he's a defensive midfielder um basically like a metronome sort of player so you know buskettsy type of player just you know, builds a lot of his AA from just volume of, of passes, very rarely gives the ball away, isn't that expansive with his passing, but it's just that they dominate teams and he he sits in the middle and, you know, controls the game with kind of um, sensible, um, you know, but, but really, um, I suppose, clever, safe kind of short passing generally. Um, he's a good dual winner, um, wins a fair amount of tackles as well, but... He racks up AA just from his passing game a lot of the time. I bought him in September 2021. Um, I, one of the sort of first buys that I came when I first came back into the game after I joined initially. And he's been in three pretty big lineups for me, um, as well as kind of just churning out a ridiculous amount of, um, you know, yield in, in terms of thresholds that he hit for me. So he was in my, uh, my lineup that won my first card reward. Um, he was in a lineup. That won my best reward, which was uh, a Hani Mukhtar rare um, for finishing 30, 30th in um, All-Star Pro. And he was also in my lineup that was my best place finish in a rare comp, which was sixth in uh, All-Star rare. And I mean, not to talk too much about sort of finances and whatnot, but he cost me about 100 quid. And he returned me, I got it written down somewhere earlier, but it was well over £400 in, in you know, threshold plus plus rewards. Uh, 497 actually, so nearly 500 quid. And he cost me about... So um, he's since long gone, unfortunately, out of my gallery. But um, yeah, I had a look into his uh, the card I owned earlier today and it, it brought back a lot of fun memories there. So that's that's my first one. He famously, he was the guy as well that, that was the first guy to have a... An outfield goalkeeper card on there. Yeah, yeah. Goal, but, yeah I jotted yeah. that down. Well, it was against Santa Fe, um, so they had a, an injury crisis at the club, and um, he volunteered to uh, to go and goal for that game. So the usual keepers, Armani, Franco Armani, who's been there a long time as well, but they had they had about seven or eight um, fit players for a Copa Libertadores game, and um, he stepped in and, and went in goal. So yeah, there's a a famous so rare card of uh, he's still a midfielder his position but he's he's in the uh, goalie kit with the, the gloves on and everything um which is uh yeah bit of a collector's item of a card that one but yeah he's yeah he was just fantastic for me for about a year or so and just a real strong player in my gallery nice. should we go to my next one no we'll switch between let's go to uh, ryan now this one's a tough one for me because uh... yours are real goats aren't they <laughs> yeah so for the past, I, I have I have three that I wanted to pick between. I've got Christian Naboa, Davidson, and Romulo. And I think everyone knows Romulo. Romulo is just that cheat code that but I, I remember me and Net bought Romulo kind of before he really started blowing up in terms of scores. 
Uh, Nep is actually uh, not so much anymore now he's collection time, but Nep used to be the goat of the CSL. He picked out these players that were just absolutely fantastic in the CSL. He's why I bought uh, Romulu as well. Um, and Nabawa was class in the Russian league in the first year that I was on so rare and someone that I bought and was just fantastic. Now I also put in the goats of the past, but I think it could also be in all three of them. He's Smal, the Twente defender. The reason why I put uh, Smal. (laughs) He's Smal. I put him in there because he can be in all three of the categories, I think, because he is definitely a goat of the present and can be a goat of the future as well. But I put him in there because my old Smal card the 2022-23 version, which I traded for the 21-22 version. Um, I, I got the stats up for, for my old one. And this guy ha- had won me. He's won me two divisions. Won me Challenge Europe Rare Pro and All-Star Rare Pro uh, amongst a hell of a, lo- a lot of other rewards. And his total yield is obviously says total value, then total value now. So the gaming yield was £1,630. The total value then across the the sort of year and a half that I had I have I've had him now eight thousand eight hundred and twenty nine pounds. So I just had to mention him because that's just f- fucking ridiculous, just insane. Because it's absurd, isn't it? I, I think a lot like it's it's there because like he just every time I won a reward with him, every time I put him in a lineup, it was either the lineup died because twenty conceded. Or they didn't concede, and he was always around that 80, 90, 100 point mark. He was just a goat, a real goat. So shout out to Keith Smell. And he got me threshold this week, the boy. Nice. Yeah, no, yeah, put a decent. If you didn't concede that last goal, it would have been a bit more favorable, wouldn't it? Because he was like on 70 at one point. Yeah, he was on 71, and he was on 71. Proper was on 58, and Unistar was on like 72. And then they conceded. But then Ernestol ended up on 67 without the clean sheet bonus. He ended up on 58 and then proper ended up on like 40. So it would have been... You surely would have got a card as well then. Yeah, it would have been a tier three if they didn't yeah. concede. Because it would have been on like... would have oh, got an extra like, I think nearly 60 points with the bonus. Nice. Right, I'll, get, I'll give you my first one now. My first one is one of the first rare cards that I bought. And that is Alvaro Madran. And at the time, this was a recommendation of uh, Sean's father, not his real father, but... Um... Sean's father? <laughs> Ryan's father. <laughs> Ryan's father. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was Chicago Flyer, Fly, uh, Flyer, Chicago Fire player, Alvaro Madran. And he basically was like the creative midfield, sort of defensive midfield. He took set pieces. He literally was all over the pitch. I picked up his rare at the time for £93. And I got essentially one year before he went off to uh, get the money in um, the Saudi, Saudi Arabia. Well, actually, he's doing quite well there this season. So hopefully I'll, be, I'll get some more utility next season in the Asia Champions League. But over that period, he returned me £2,352, winning. I didn't win any divisions with him, but that was mostly because my gallery was pretty shit. But I quit loads of top 20s. Picking up cards like Alex Ring, uh, Jose Maria uh, Jimenez, Julian Canones, um, you know, some solid, solid output for a player like that. And um, is that a total that he's won, by the way, or is that the the percentage of of his contribution in the lineup? Well, it says twenty percent there. Okay, so you've worked it out off the percentage. 
Yeah, so huge. Oh, mine isn't. Mine isn't the percentage. Mine was just. Oh, my, see, en- oh, see, I'm doing Enzo dirty here, or you guys are, because that's his percentage I've worked. Oh, on. so yeah, value that the sorry the percentage that Smell was won is three hundred and seventy-two pounds of gaming yield and two grand in in just overall. So about just two point four k roughly. Um, okay, still. Which yeah. is still nice. No, including yeah. gaming, yeah, no, it's decent, uh, decent sort of turnout. Yeah, including gaming yield, it's two thousand eight hundred for Madran. Because basically, I played him every week in All Star Rare. So literally, he just like you know had a decent. If he had a decent game, I would get a card and the fifty quid or what was it at the time? Zero point four or zero point sorry, zero point zero four and zero point zero two, and he yeah. used to just fluctuate. It was pegged to the ETH, wasn't it, rather yeah. than to the pound. So yeah. I was getting like 0.04 pretty much every weekend because of him. So... It's not that when I was looking back today at the, you know, and thinking some weeks you were winning like 75 quid as when, when 0.04 ETH was worth that much. 70, it was like 75 quid was the top it went up to. Which yeah. Was yeah. Not... So that, that's that my first about them. So I'll check in. I've not, do you know what? This was my idea and I've done this totally wrong from listening to, to Ryan. So I've done... I haven't got anyone from the present. I've got two from the past and one from the future. But I'm gonna well, let me let me check out one from the listeners first. And this Go is like when I when I started on the platform, this guy was the goat. And the first one of the first guys I started helping after six months on the platform, a guy called Traveling Pizza, who now has a gallery of about hundred ETH, you know, and bought lo- deposited loads at the time. He you know refused to not buy this guy. I bought this guy. I managed to get him to sell him, and then he bought him back again. And that. Is Ryota Morieka, ah, yeah, who literally was like a hundred machine, and you know he's one of those guys. And this is probably a lesson for all people on so rare that you know buying a guy that's delivering hundreds because they're in a good spot in a team taking set pieces. Well, that can all come crashing down through injury, through new manager, through you know a multitude of reasons, removing team. So, you know, you're, I, in my opinion, you're always taking a gamble buying those sort of players, and it's about limiting that sort of gamble. But there is absolutely no doubt that a player like that was one of the, probably the all-time Sore Goats during the, I would say the early days, but probably the first couple of years or so. It's, uh, I'm just looking now so at his all-time graph. That's ridiculous. Yeah, he was crazy. Absolutely crazy. It leads on quite well, actually, that. That's a good good link to the next guy, I'm going to say, actually. Um so speaking of kind of set piece taking players who who kind of peaked, I uh, my second guy is uh, also from the or was from the Argentine league is Brahain Alaman. So he was at Gymnasia a um, couple of years ago. Um, he's now at some random team in uh, Saudi Arabia or Qatar, I think, but. I picked up his super rare um, in a trade for uh, Alex Ring. So I took Alaman plus 0.42 ETH uh, for Alex Ring. So I'd, I'd made a couple hundred quid on that trade when I did that deal in the first place. And I kind of looked at him at that, at that point in the trade and thought, he looks like a tidy player. He's number 10. He's on he's on set pieces. You know, he's kind of uh, he's defensive mid good at duels, likes to tackle, etc., and, um, you know, kind of fits the mould of the sort of player that does well and so rare. Um, I've noticed Ring was kind of playing a different position for Austin the first couple of games of last season. So I got rid of him quickly in this trade for Alaman. And basically, if you look at his, his scoring between September of 21 and September 22, 
he just went absolutely nuts. Again, as a player, if, if anyone's not watched him, left-footed player, uh, just an absolute wonder of a left-foot, set-piece specialist, just scored some unreal free kicks, took all the corners, uh, usually took penalties, big duel winner, and, and just was fantastic for me, basically. It was more of a trade, this one, that actually I kind of did well on. So, um, again, not holding on to a player too long was, you know, was how I kind of always used to play more a year or so back. But um, I sold him at a bit of a peak last uh, summer, in, and I think it was June uh, June or July 22. So I only had him for about three or four months, but he was great in that, that spell I had him. And um, I sold him in a combined trade with um, Tarragona, who's still at Gymnasia, the striker, for 2.2 ETH. Nice. Um, which, yeah, one, of the, one of the best trades I've done, basically, in, in, in so rare. Both bringing him in and, and selling him on, I did really, really well on that. And he was, as, as a player to watch for that period, he was just absolutely incredible every week. So that's my second one, Alaman. And at the moment, he's playing for some, I was saying, David, he's playing for some random team now. Um, yeah, he went out to the middle yeah, I hadn't even realised Albatine he's playing for. Don't even know where that is, to be honest. Yeah, I think... another player lost. But yeah. What about you, Ryan? What's your next one? Well, I was going to say before that, it's quite fun looking at the all time scores because often when you look at the all time scores, it doesn't actually do it that much justice because you get to see all the sort of orange and, and lime green scores as well. Whereas when someone's on that amazing form, like their sort of L5 and L15 is always just. Dark green, dark green, green, dark green, 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 maybe an orange there, green, dark green, dark green. And that's what typically makes their price go all the way to the to the to the to the moon and back. Um I think if you put in when you if you look at him on Sora Data, if you filter his time at Gymnasia, and there was a spell where he kind of I think yeah. starts from 202 and he gets a 97, and then just all the way through from there, you know, he's very yeah, he has a couple of lower ones. Uh, but he's just the peaks are just huge, you know, hundreds and ninety odds and stuff. And he just went crazy. And as a super rare, you know, especially, I mean, that's the exact sort of super rare profile you want, isn't it? Really, of, of a of a midfielder. So yeah, yeah he was great. He was fantastic for me. Nice. So I think for the for the sort of present, um, I've kind of got a couple of answers because I I don't know what the sort of guideline for the present is. Um, I consider it sort of last season and this season in terms of one. So like for, for a last season shout for me, before he went to Saudi with Vito Van Croy, he was he was nuts for me last season. How's he doing out there? Have you checked in on I don't, him? Don't, I don't check it. He's dead to you. Yeah. No, it was, it was sad because I, did, I like I was a bit pissed off at first when he when he made the move. And then I realized like he was on something stupid. Like I make I made more money than he did when he was at Sparta. Like he was on some really low salary. Now he's getting like millions a year. I think he's on like two million a year or something. So like it's he's just changed his life in one move, which is crazy. But yeah, I, I don't blame him. Um, and then the other one for me is Kim and Jay. What a go. I mean, I think I actually think Kim and Jay is the best defender in the world. I, I rate him so highly. I think he's just he's just a Rolls Royce. I was gutted when United didn't sign him, although secretly a little bit happy for so rare because I had a super rare from Napoli anyway. Um, he's another one that's won me a ton of rewards over the last sort of year or so and, and continues to win me rewards as well. Um, just because he's an absolutely awesome, awesome player. Um, 
So he's definitely one that I would, I would put in my my sort of uh, my goats of the present. And he's he's another one that he's netted me about two grand of just himself since I got him last year. Well, you'll be pleased to know, or maybe not, that Vito Van Croy, since moving to Al Welder, Welder, Wader, or something like that, has been starting, but he hasn't scored or assisted in one goal. Really? Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake! I mean, he was only good at Sparta because he's in the he was he was one of those in the perfect place. He was in he was in like the perfect team for him. He was he was a pen taker. He was on all set pieces, um, and he was in a team where they had a really tricky winger that would win penalties all the time. And they had a massive striker in Tobias Larrison, who they could just hoof the ball up to, and he'd score a bunch of headers, or he would take it down. Like he was in the perfect set- setup. Like he was the perfect. Like it couldn't have been better last year. But like he's a shit player. Oh, actually, when I say start, he started the last game. Before that, he hasn't been started. He's been on the bench. He's not that good as a footballer, so I'm not surprised to be honest. But like, yeah. yeah oh well. Hopefully he takes the money and then comes back. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, he's a decent shout. Okay, I'll give one more from the past. Um, this was one that I think MPEN mentioned, but he, I'd actually had him already on my, li- on my list. And that is a guy who I originally bought and then got fed up with waiting for him to come back. And then the, the coach said when he did come back that he was going to like, you know, get limited minutes for the rest of the season. And then the next season, he started slowly and then lit the Eredivisie on fire. And that was Vaclav Cerny. And he was on set pieces. He was just a machine. He had like, you know, 20 plus AA most games. If he was getting a goal and you guaranteed over 80, golden assist, you know, you're getting up towards 100. And he was an absolute machine. I paid, eventually bought him back. I, had to, I sold one, then bought one back when he got closer to returning. I paid nearly £300 for him, so a decent whack of money. And so far, he has yielded me like 23% of his yield is two thousand, nearly £2,500. And that's before. And I still hold his card. You know, people may ask, why didn't you sell him when he was moving? Or why didn't you sell when he you know, wasn't looking particularly good? He still plays for the national team. And I still believe he's a good player. And I think, he, you know... If it doesn't work out for him at Wolfsburg, he'll move. Wolfsburg haven't been great this season, so it's not all on him. But I just think he's, you know, he's a he's a great player. He can beat a man. He's got a lovely, like, you know, he can curl the ball in beautifully for corners and set pieces. And he's good in front of goal as well. So I think it can still happen for him, whether it happens in the Bundesliga or whether he goes back to like a more of a challenger league, I don't know. But I think he's a talented you want, Yeah, you want him back in a challenger league. I had his limited. I want his limited, actually. Um earlier this year and I had him for quite a while and then sold him uh, Chris's internet looks like he's playing up could have used the money he sold him for to uh, buy a better internet yeah Chris are you back or I'm back yeah Yeah, go on then continue with what you're going to say yeah I I won uh, Backlove Cherney Limited at the start of the year and um, again yeah he was great for me for for a few months and then I got rid of him before he uh, before he left at the end of the season but um I think, yeah, you definitely want him back in a challenger league. You know, in a challenger league, he's a top player, isn't he? Um, yeah, it's, just, it's just that slightly bit of a death move at the moment where he's gone to one of the top five leagues and, um, you know, he's struggling a, a touch. But, yeah, he's a good player. Do you know, that 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 Twente team from last year was the perfect SO5 team, you could yeah, imagine. It was, yeah. Like, it had the forward on sets that, that was just ridiculous. 
had the the AA monster midfielder in in Zeruki. Um then it obviously had the AA monstrous defenders as well and the and the goalkeeper that keeps a clean sheet every home game. It wasn't you, was it? There was someone that has had that stack and literally printed all year. Yeah, it was Happy Quinn had um that was it. Yeah, yeah. he had he had a unique spell. He was happy, I bet, wasn't he? He was he he <laughs> must it was, it used to be called just Quinn and then he began. <laughs> the worst part is I think he actually I, I do think he added the uh happy part. I'm trying to find him real quick. So I'm gonna quickly go and investigate this unique smell that he had. Well when tell... you investigate that, I'll I'll read out some of the other ones that we had and won't go into too much detail. So there's one that I put in there, and that is Jean, Jean, Jean Motta. And I have his super rare, which actually is a super rare that Chris originally bought on the auctions, sold to someone else. I picked him up for a reasonable price, and he was literally a god for me for ages until he got injured. Obviously, into Miami, brought in Messi. Don't know what's going to happen to him now. I'm hoping he leaves and gets a decent landing spot. But he's potentially one for the future, um, not one for the present. But definitely one of the past. Then we've got no. Uh, oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> That's the alarm telling me to put out questions for the show tomorrow. <laughs> Good timing, right? And then the next ones uh, were from Plastician Stish, and they were not Noah Lang, Diata, who were both absolute killers before. I think just as I was coming onto the platform, they were killers. And obviously they've all got bad moves. Um, any of the AZ guys really before they moved, you know, players like um, uh, uh, Cooper, Coop Miners, um, Mo, uh, Bodu, the guy, and there, there was more as well. Obviously the guy that you've bought who plays now for Feyenoord up front, what's his name? Stengs. Yeah, Stengs. Yeah, he yeah, was an absolute baller. killer. Then he left, was like basically a dead card. And this season he's been brilliant again. But sorry, yeah. you were looking into something over. Yeah, do you want to? So, so I've got up the the details of his um twenty stack. He had a super rare twenty stack of Unastal, Unique Smile, Proper Zeruki and Cherny. Right for for a year, he had he had this this team, and it returned a gaming yield of seven thousand nine hundred eleven pounds in total, and a card value return. Of thirty three thousand seven hundred and eighty four pounds. That is insanity. Mental, and he actually sold the smell to a bottlebore for four ETH on October the third, twenty twenty two. Some people, eh? Yeah, nuts. Right, so... well, I won't spend too long on the the present ones. I'll give you one of mine. There's there's so many in the present that I don't think it's necessarily worth sort of. You know, going over them, but some that within my gallery that have been sort of goats is uh, Vincetti, the guy that plays for uh, Racing Santander, I think, in um, Liga Two. He's a forward card. Honestly, he puts up, you know, absurd scores. And he's another forward that takes set pieces. He's a creative guy, but also does defensive work as well. Plays like Wesley Hoyt. Uh, Diego Rossi, I bought on a whim based on a rumour. Uh, the rumour came true and I, literally I've fallen in love with him as a player. He literally just glides around the pitch, can beat a man. I, I've got such high expectations for him next year. So please don't get injured next weekend. Um, then, did, you see, did you see Hoyt's goal at the weekend, by the way? Yeah, I did. Yeah, he even he couldn't believe he scored it. He just literally saw the keeper off his line, took a shot, went in. But yeah, it was absolutely absurd. But he's, his AA as well is just bonkers. 
Unreal, yeah. Then we've got players like Carlos Gill. I mean, you have to mention him. You know, he's the MLS go. Uh, Emmanuel, Emmanuel Reynoso, if he comes back for the start of the season, historically, that's not been a lot by any means. <laughs> he does. He could be a good player for next next season um, and has had a really good end to this season as well. Oh, I have a good one for a present go, actually. Uh, Mark McKenzie from Genk. Is he doing well now? I honestly don't really check in on him. Check though. check out his scores. He has been phenomenal this season. He's he's had DMP. He, so he's the only issue with him is that he gets the odd DMP quite frequently. Uh, every like three or four games they arrest him, but his scores when he plays have been unreal. There's a lot of DMPs in there actually. Like yeah, there he are. must have had an injury for a while. It's been a weird one with their sort of uh, fixture congestion. That like they just don't have the squad for it, and that's been the biggest problem. Eighty six um, at the weekend. Oh, you got a decisive. Yeah, but yeah, still twenty six. He went on a run from game week three six five to like game week three seven three, where he, I think he scored in every game. It was ridiculous. Like he literally scored like a goal a game for like four or five games straight. Um, but yeah, he's definitely one I'd, I'd give a shout out to. But I just thought of one then, um, one that I think's been like forgotten about by a lot of people who used to be like the goat midfielder. Verratti, do you remember Verratti at PSG? Hasn't he moved to Saudi Arabia? Yeah, he's in Qatar yeah. now. I've always been a big fan of Verratti. I think he's a great player. He's just very injury prone, though, isn't he? He's yeah, very injury prone and also had a terrible attitude as well. Yeah, he's a lovely technical yeah. player though, when you watch him, isn't he? Yeah, and and at PSG he used to get like Kimmich level scores. Yeah, no, he's a great great midfielder. Likes to tackle as well, doesn't he? Chris, have you got any more to add? Either present or future. I've got, I've got a couple of future ones I've jotted down. My present ones are all rubbish. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean they're all right. It's just hard when I'm looking back and I'm thinking, oh, I've yielded this. I've done that in the past, and I'm looking at my guys now, like you and Bit Grams won me nine quid. Uh, you know, <laughs> doesn't quite compare to some of the the goats of yesteryear. Um, yeah, one of the two of the guys I've written down. So. Um, one of them I've not had for very long, but I know I know David will agree with me on this one, who I think could be a go in terms of if I hold him a long time, could be very good in my gallery, and I think has the ability to really kick on as a footballer in, in real life terms, is um, Pedro Neto at Wolves. Yes, I agree. I picked him up a few weeks ago in a, in a quick trade when the, the Premier League uh, competition was announced. And, you know, he's still injured, although he should be back in about the next week or so by the sounds of it. He sounds very, very close. But I just think technically as a footballer, you know, pace, technique, ability, set piece delivery, um, scores goals. And I think his biggest challenge is just staying fit. I think he's just had fitness issues the last couple of years, but he's still very young as well. And, um, you know, Arsenal are sniffing around him at the moment. Um, And I think... You know, in real life terms, he could he could be a really top player in the next five six years. Um, so he he'd be one, um, and then a gallery one who I, again I think is kind of similar mould in a way, but nowhere near the same level of player in in world terms is um, Daibar Casado, who's gone over to Colombia at junior, and you know I've watched a fair bit of him out there. He just seems a bit of a level above that league. He's getting a lot of set pieces now. Um, again, just can beat a man very easily, good delivery, playing in a really attacking side who score loads of goals every week. Uh, in Is that division finished now? No, they've got um, they've got one more 
so they, they split it's a really weird one they split into two sort of groups um after the playoffs and they are second in their group um i think if they win their next game they'll go top and then they have a final against the other team who wins the top of the other group uh to you know to be crowned champions so they've They've really been stronger sort of back into the season. And he's just, he went there on loan initially for Vancouver and he signed a contract um, until 2025 now. And now he kind of settled in. He's just taking that league, you know, by the scruff of the neck, really. And, and, and if you kind of look at what a lot of the Colombian fans are saying, they just think he's just an absolute different level in that league. So um, he's one in terms of so rare terms to have a look at, I think, and, and one that, Again, should kick on quite nicely in my gallery. Um, he's only under 23 until summer next year. Uh, I think July, whatever it is, June, July next year. But yeah, a good a good player, I think, will, will kick on. And he's, he's a good price as well still at the minute. Yeah, no, some good ones. I'm just having a look through some of the list um, of replies that we had on the, the Twitter question, which, and uh, so Soul, obviously, he's put in the, the GOAT, Ozma, GOAT by uh, many people. Uh, Keith, Gator Guy, who's um, on limited time only with Laird. Uh, Pasty put Morioka as well. Present, Brunetta. You know, I think Brunetta yeah. probably is the form player on the platform. I'm just... Kind of goes without saying Brunetta, doesn't he? I mean, we, does, uh, yeah. we both have him, but he's just, yeah, he's unreal. He's I'm, just, unreal. I'm just worried about if he does move, but hopefully he stays. Yeah, so. And for the future, yeah. he's put Larry Laird. And uh, <laughs> people that don't know, that's uh, Andrew Laird's son. <laughs> <laughs> you know, past, present, and future, I'd go Grimaldo. Grimaldo has had a, a pretty insane past, and everyone quite, that. yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Maybe we should have had a thought about ones that could be tick every box. People like Messi, obviously, although future, yeah, a bit of a stretch. But I think you know, a future one. I know you've got your reservations about him, but I think Gonacho, even if he's not like the world beater people think he will be, I think he's actually really quite so five friendly in terms of a player. I think he's kind of made for so five. I think it's his attitude that sort of like, you know, at the moment it looks like Bruno Fernandes is trying to keep an arm around him and sort of like keep him in check. But I feel like at any moment he could like, you know, the celebration off that overhead kick was hilarious. Like he literally did the Ronaldo celebration, didn't he? Yeah. When he like flipped around in the air and stuff like that. But yeah, but yeah, no, there's some good ones in here. People put, you know, other ones like Trippier, uh, Sven comes over everyone. You know, there's been lots of goats, hasn't there? Any, any future ones for you, uh, Ryan? Apart from uh, Ganaccio? Apart from Ganaccio, that's a good question. Um, Hoyland, it's a good name, United players. Um, Anthony? Hoyland does look good. I just, I just, no, Hoyland does, actually, yeah. Yeah, I just don't know. Yeah. Anthony. Hoyland, Hoyland's good. Uh, yeah, I think Anthony's definitely one that could be uh, a good one for the future. One I'll throw out there, um, which might not sound like it makes sense because he's actually in his 30s, but Griezmann. Because I think if Griezmann goes to the MLS, like we could get one of the best sort of players on the platform there. I think like him, he just, the way he plays would just rip apart any MLS team. He's young um, enough as well where you probably, even if he stays till the end of this season or even the season after, he could do two solid years in MLS easily. Yeah. Uh, Magnus Matson as well from uh, NEC. I think he'll he will get a move in my opinion to like a. I don't think he'll get a champion a champion Europe move, but I think he'll move to like an Ajax or a Feyenoord or a PSV or somewhere like that and just absolutely tear it up there as well. Yeah, he does look quality. I've got a list here that I put together. There was one which I agree with, and actually a guy that I remember Chris mentioning in one of the first episodes when you two joined. 
and that was Lewis Miley. I think it was on the episode when we were talking about Prem. I do remember coming. that. He was and, good against us. Yeah, Lewis Miley yeah. obviously came in sort of, um, I think, a couple of weeks ago, mainly because of injuries. He's looked so composed on the ball, playing that central midfield. He's playing like a 25-year-old, not like a 17-year-old or however old he is. He, and if you look at his card on so rare, he looks like looks like a 12-year-old. Uh, yeah, but he looks so good. Like some of the weights of passes and the way he gets around the pitch, he doesn't get brushed off the ball too easily, which is often is like the problem with players of that age. But yeah, good shout, Mpen. He's he's an excellent one. I'll give you the list I've got because I know Chris, you've got about ten minutes, haven't you, before you need to go and pick your little nipper up. I don't know whether oh. you want to say. I know you broke some news to me and Ryan in the chat. Do you want to bring it up here as well? No. <laughs> no, I can't, no, I can't, I can't remember yeah. what it was. Or... <laughs> I know. No. Okay, fair enough. All right. No, I can do. I can do. Yeah. No, I've just got another one on the way. So. Uh, yeah, Chris found out last week. Second kid. So uh, yeah. congratulations, Chris. Thank but, you. Uh, or commiserations, depending on how you feel about it. But... <laughs> in in more exciting news, um, he's also got more limited cards on the way. Because that's <laughs> what we care about here. I don't know. Are you send, sending me some as a Christmas no, gift? Or... I think it was a very poor joke by uh, by Ryan. But... Right, I'll give you my list. I didn't detect it as a joke, to be honest. So. <laughs> that yeah, probably awesome. sums it up. Right, I'll give you my list of future ones. Uh, the first one I've got on there, in fact, two of the ones on here really probably are reaching goatish level already. I think Phil Foden and Warren Zaya Emery are both young enough that they could still qualify as future potential. I think Phil Foden, we're literally only starting to see the best of him really this year. Now he's starting to play consistent minutes. The way he glides past people, the way he finishes, honestly, everything he does on the pitch, it scares me, the kind of ceiling he's got. And Warren Zayat Emery as well, you know, exactly the same, but obviously he's even younger. You know, he just looks like a, you know, a 25-year-old, Not he's a, but he, he looks like strong on the pitch. He, he just looks incredible the way he sort of plays the game. Some of the other ones I put in there, which are sort of a little bit younger, uh, Bino Gittens, um, the guy that plays, he's, he's had so many injury problems at by uh, uh, Borussia Dortmund, but he's played or started the last three, and I think he's got decisive in two of those, and he looks like a really talented player, sort of like attacking sort of winger. Uh, Dario Isugo, um, probably pronouncing that completely incorrectly, he plays for Sporting. Um, I watched him at the, I think the under 18 Euros last year, um, and he... You know, again, is a really talented midfielder uh, who hasn't yet made the step up into into the sporting first team. But I think that's only a matter of time. And he he looks such a quality player. A um, couple of other ones, few ones that I mentioned or had as sort of picks. Angelo Stiller, absolutely quality player. I just think he looks like the you know the new Kimmich for Germany. He had a bit. Of, he was under the weather at the weekend, so he only came on as a sub. But he just looks so good in uh, Stuttgart midfield. Lewis Schlauten, um, he's an AZ youngster. He's going to be coming through. Um, I thought he might do it this year, but he's still captaining the AZ young, and I think he'll make it through as well. And Rocco Reitz, Reitz I can't even pronounce it correctly, uh, playing for Borussia Mönchengladbach. He's been absolutely brilliant for them this year. Real solid, solid sort of defensive midfielder. AAB scores goals, um, and he's a real young under 20, uh, 23 sort of prospect as well. Well, I say prospect, he's doing business now. But any others, guys, before we move on? No? Um, Tyrell Malassia. Um, <laughs> you just continually mention, like... Uh, Co- uh, do you know what? Genuinely, Kobi Mainu. 
Absolutely. He does look good. Yeah. Right. We're going to move on anyway. Right. So. Johnny Van der Beek. Picks mm. game for last week. Uh, well, he's not played yet. I know he hasn't played yet. I know. Hold your whole fire. So I win. We had Chris. He picked big bad voodoo note. He was bad as well. It was bad. He put it 37.8 according to Soro Data. I had Devin Wrench, who's coming back, who's been playing centre-back. I don't know what's going on there. Sitalo on the bench. Or maybe that one, forgive the game that was last night. I don't know anyway, but Sitalo came on as well eventually. But Wrench was in there. He scored 60.14. So you've got to beat 60.14, which is entirely doable for Olsen, I reckon, for this weekend. Yeah, they're against um, they're at home against uh, their rival, Derby rival, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So that kicks off in a while. So I'll announce that later on the ramble thread. Uh, right this week, who's what got are the pick? scores on the doors for the pit game? Uh, currently, you're winning four three three. So you can right. go five three three. Sorry, sorry, you can't. You say that I'm winning. Is that it? That 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 the youngest, sexiest, best solo player voted by ten thousand liberators is winning. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> sorry, I had to hear that again. Chris, have um, you got I'm, a pick ready for this weekend? I have, yeah, yeah. So, right I've gone quite simple with this. I think Roods in the Croatian League are probably the worst team in Europe in any of the covered leagues, basically, this season. They're absolutely shocking. So, you're picking one um, of their players? <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to target whoever's played them every week. That's my new strategy, I think. Dynamo Zagreb have played them this weekend, which is a pretty good uh, team to target them with anyway. So... I'm going to go for Takuro Kaneko from Zagreb. He's he a winger. First move there as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he's. Very, I mean, he's up and down. It's very up and down. So it's a bit of a gamble. He scored 92 um, last time out against Astana. He's started the last five games. He's got a 77.5 in there as well. Not on set pieces, which I don't like really. But yeah, he's very peaky. Um, he's very good in the J-League where I think he did take set pieces at times, possibly. But yeah, it's mainly a... He's cheap. He's playing against a really bad team who I think will concede three goals plus um, at a weekend and I fancy him to get a decisive. And that is my reasoning for Mr. Takuro Kaneko. Nice. I've got, I've got a Kuntadali connect collection and I've got him at about 14% is rare. So, yeah, I'm hoping. I, it looks like the manager quite likes him now, so hopefully he'll keep yeah. going. It's a terrible trim, though, isn't it? It looks like someone just stuck a bowl in his head and cut around it. <laughs> Very <laughs> cheap, Adolan. Very cheap. He is. I've, um, I'm going to go with a, a player who's super out recently picked up, actually. Uh, he is uh, someone that was playing for Real Valladolid last year in the La Liga. Uh, well, he's been, he was at Real Valladolid for a long time now. He's actually moved to Elche now in the Liga 2. That is Oscar Plano or Plano. And it's very clear from the limited starts that he's had so far. He's He started off coming off the bench and now he's actually starting every game. And it's just very clear. He's just one of those players that's just too good for the second division. And I picked up his super air because he's got an L15 of 43. However, yesterday he scored 81 and in his sort of like sort of last 10 games at a 71, 80, 65 and 69 and a 52 gets really solid AA in most games. Um, And yeah, I just think overall he's a solid, solid player. They play Carthagena, who are bottom of the league at home. So I'm thinking hopefully maybe a couple of goals, cheeky 100 points. Yeah, it's a good shout. Although I do question the AA. I mean, he's got five or under on AA. In... Oh, yeah. Some of the games he just stinks out the gaff, to be fair. Um, but like he's in striker, games, so. games when he seems to score, they're the ones he seems to get good AA, bar one. Uh, 20, sort of 10, 17, 11. And they're playing know. bottom of the league. Play bottom of the league, yeah. 
Decent shout. Right, my pick is a guy that I mentioned a few minutes ago, potential go in the future, and that is Rocco Reitz, who plays in central midfield for Borussia Mönchengladbach. And uh, he's under 23 until 2026. You can pick up his limited for about a fiver. Pick up his rare for under 50 quid. And he is a bit of a machine. He's like a big dynamo. Gets around the pitch. He scores goals. If you look at some of the way he builds like points over the last like last last uh, weekend in a 2-1 win, he got 26 AA. Um, that's including a yellow card and a couple of fouls. Um, when he scores, he scored against Wolfsburg in a 4-0 win, got 32A as well, so put up 92. And over his last five, he is averaging 67. Pretty good. I picked up his card. I, I wished I'd waited and bought it. Actually, he's a Munchen-Gladbach card. But yeah, no, it's pretty decent. I think we've actually all put some decent picks there. Yeah, I think we've done pretty solid there, to be fair. Yeah, interesting. Right, uh, the competition. Competition is live um, we've like put it so the the password is, you have to had to listen to the show last week to find the password although I'm sure other people have found a way in. Um, we will be releasing the link for the Gen Pop as of tomorrow. Once this uh, this first week is in the lot is in the books, I'll be releasing the the prize positions at some stage this week. Just wait and see how many people actually enter. But there is like playing this game. If you can play it over the next sort of you know, every week, even joining a couple of weeks down the line, you still got a chance of getting prizes. It may be the wooden spoon prize of a Zoom call with Chris or Haber, but you know, who knows? I'm ill that day. Sorry, sorry, guys. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I'll I'll add a prize onto it as well, like a rare card or something, some random card for like completely random position in the league, like seventieth or something like that. So someone's just like has no idea. It's completely like random and luck based. I just think that'd be funny. And I'll, I'll add a tier five limited just to have a little cherry on top for anyone. All right. <laughs> that uh, nobody wants to buy. Anything else you guys want to chat about? Chris has got his coat on. He's ready. He's raring to go to pick up his daughter. Is it? Is it still snowy outside, Chris? It is still. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Pretty All right. Bad. Be careful. Dark, big coat, gloves. Let's go. Let's get out of here then. All right. <laughs> Hoping for better weeks ahead. Uh, this weekend's been pretty dire for all of us, but. I've got a sneaky feeling one of us is going to win a division in the next couple of weeks. Don't know who it's going to be. It'll be me because I'm going to go. I'm going to go to PSU's house and steal half of his fucking gallery when he's not looking. Just logging. <laughs> I, really, I really hope you do that. <laughs> if he leaves, if he leaves his computer and I'm just taking his super Ebro and Fernandez and taking half of his cards, he's waiting. But I don't know, Sean. It was a glitch, mate. It's a fucking glitch, mate. I don't know. Must be. Don't do about it now, anyway. We're on the same IP address. That must be the problem, mate. <laughs> right let's get out of here that's all from us this week we will be back next week and Haber will have been to the MLS final Chris yep. will have been to pick up his daughter if I don't get shot in the meantime I am going enjoy. to America enjoy see you soon bye bye yeah bye